Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. Here's the scene. It's my favorite year, 1966. It's close to Halloween. There's a cool breeze blowing the leaves around Akron, Ohio. I have a crush on a girl in my first grade class. She looks like a princess. I tell her I'm Prince Charming. I talk my dad into taking us to a haunted house attraction. We start going through the house Chains are rattling, screams from beyond, pounding and banging and clacking is happening from every angle. The little princess begins to scream and cry. My dad looks at me with narrow eyes. He was probably thinking, how did you talk me into this? He goes up to an emergency exit with the screaming princess. He says, do you want to come out with us? Or do you want me to wait in the car? I pause. And then I said, I'll make it. I'll go through by myself. And I am by myself. I don't know why. There are very few people going through this haunted house attraction on this particular night. Eventually, I end up in a bathroom. The walls are covered with blood. There are sacks. Bloody sacks. Hanging above the bathtub dripping a reddish-blackish goo. Suddenly, there's a cow heart in my face, being manipulated this way and that way, making glurks and blurts and burps and all kinds of gross sounds. I look up and I see a white-faced ghoul holding the heart, 
shoving it into my face. It's my sister, Bonnie, one of the best members of the local chapter of Youth for Christ. It's a good memory. I remember when I did get out of that uh, haunted attraction, the princess was still screaming. And my dad said after we dropped her off, I'm never taking children through a haunted attraction again. And of course he didn't because he was soon to leave this earthly plane after that night. But I, it's a good memory for me. Speaking of Youth for Christ and haunted attractions, I read somewhere that the organization Youth for Christ, which is kind of a high school group, I think. I think it's an international group now. But so you meet at a like a club after school and it's a Christian-based club and you read Bible verses and, you know, do church stuff. And my sister was very involved with it. She may have been some kind of elected official of the local chapter. But I read somewhere that it is the Youth for Christ organization that puts on some of the most gruesome and scary haunted attractions ever designed in America. Food for thought. Very interesting that a group that sometimes will say, don't watch these particular types of programs. Don't read these particular types of books would let it all hang out on a pagan holiday. Anyway, it's Halloween season. Uh, it is the week before Halloween. And I'm going to be doing a special podcast on Halloween weekend. I'm going to be doing it live, I think. We'll see. Um, but it, well, if I do, then you'll hear that one before this one. Oh, my God. I am so confused when it comes to technology. But anyways, my people will sort it out. But I just want to say, have one PSA. During the Halloween season, please feel extra compassion, if you will, for black cats. Um, you know, cats are now um, accepted and liked and loved and nurtured by many um people, but that did not, that was not the case um, for many centuries. And it's thought that a black cat could bring you bad luck. And in the Halloween season, of course, people thought that black cats were familiars um, with, and I'm putting air quotes, witches. And that's another thing to think of. Um, the Wiccan community has really gotten a bad rap um, in this country. Um, of course, we do not uh, burn witches at the stake anymore, which is a great thing. Yay for progress. As I used to tell my students a lot, if I had lived in the 17th century in New England, I 
probably, I think probably 85% would have been one that was chosen to be executed for being a witch because I was odd. Um, so lucky me, I was born in 60 instead of in uh, seven, 1660. But, you know, Dar Williams, one of my favorite singer-songwriters, has a fabulous song, The Christians and the Pagans. It's worth listening to. The one line that I love so much in that song that I feel like encapsulates kind of the difference between Christians and pagans, she writes, the character in the song is talking to a young kid who has asked about the difference between Christians and pagans. And this person says to this kid, you find magic in your God, and we find magic everywhere. I just love that. Think about it. Haunted Attractions and My Sister Bonnie. So that was my first introduction to a haunted attraction. And not surprisingly, my sister Bonnie was a person who was involved with that memory. If you've listened to my stories of me and Bonnie and other podcasts, you know that she also was a person who took me to my first horror movies right after my father died. She is a very interesting person, and I would come to a point in my life when I would move back in with Bonnie. So we were living together when I had this um, event, this experience with her holding the cow heart um, in 1966. And then in 1991, after my mother died and I was kind of left without an apartment, she invited me to live with um her and her husband um, in Chicagoland. And so I left the state of Ohio and went there. And after we got back together, let the Halloween haunts begin. Oh my goodness. Bonnie and I and several other friends made an annual ritual of going to as many Chicagoland haunted attractions as we could. So I had a few before I ended up with Bonnie, a few in my life, but they were scattered. Um, I remember after Bonnie went to college, Wheaton College, by the way, a Christian college, um, there was the Youth for Christ house moved to Four Mile Run Road. I can still see that those lights and that huge stereo system blasting out crazy laughter and scary wails on Four Mile Run Road there, right on the on the corner. I think it was at a church. Um, so I went to that a couple of times. When I went to college uh, at Miami University, I remember there was a strange haunted sanatorium uh, that you could go to in the town next to... Um, Oxford called Hamilton, you had to park in a parking lot and then a bus took you up this very steep, creaky hill 
to the sanatorium. And it was many floors. I remember, I think it was one of the longest attractions I had ever gone through. But it was really when I went to Chicagoland and lived with my sister again that I really picked up going to haunted attractions. We would, one of the first ones that I went to with Bonnie was a local JC's haunted house. You know, they put them on all the time for fundraisers. It was in Glen Ellen, Illinois, which, if you don't know, is the hometown of Zach Bagans of Ghost Adventures. Um, a weird thing happened to me there. We were standing in line, and, you know, it was pretty crowded, and we were talking, and people were talking, and but but. By the time we got into the haunted house, which wasn't very scary, the JCs were not known for putting on extreme scares, extreme haunts. Uh, but what happened was I was first in line of our group and I was hanging back to let the other people in front of us go forward, or perhaps I was hesitating because I was scared. I don't remember this part, but a voice said, Lisa, Lisa. So that really scared the bejesus out of me. I mean, how did they know my name? And afterwards, we tried to figure it out. Um, how Did they have a plant that was walking around in the line, listening but I can't remember anybody saying my name as we were standing in line. That's the other part. If that was true, and, but I didn't say my name, how would they know that? So that was pretty creepy. Um, so I remember one time going to a pretty good haunt in Elgin. Bonnie had her friend with her who had like five feet of hair. <laughs> and... She did get injured because her hair got caught in a window that, when you stepped on a particular board, went down. You know, I'm sure the safety protocols of haunted attractions now are very rigid. But back in the 90s, I don't think they were so rigid. You know, another wonderful haunted experience that we had was going to a place called Raven's Grin Inn in some, I don't know, podunk town in Illinois. And this guy ran a haunted attraction, him and his teenage wife. They ran this haunted attraction like 360 days out of the year. So you called up, you made an appointment. When we went, we were the only people there for the entire day. There were four of us. And so he took his wonderful time going through this creepy house that he had built all these weird additions to. He had a couch that people went down into. I mean, crazy stuff. The best part about it was he had from the fourth floor this contraption that would spring up and you would be on a mattress and you would fly down all those four 
stories and land in a pile of sponge or something. Of course, my sister Bonnie was the first one to say, I'll do it. You know, the thing about Bonnie is she's very calm. I was always so impressed with her at, at haunted attractions because she would always volunteer to go first. She never was scared. She never made a scared sound. She never shook. She never held somebody's hand. And she always walked right up to ghouls, approached them. They would back off from her. And she would look a long time at the scenes. It's just such a strange quality that she has to be that kind of person. I think the best attraction we ever went to was called the Asylum in Berwyn, the Asylum Experience in Berwyn, Illinois. It's closed right after we went there in 97, 98. But I think we went during the Halloween season like four times, 97, 98, to get as much out of this experience as we could. Um, it was an unbelievable, it was a church and it had so much room. I remember there was a graveyard in the basement that was about as big as a warehouse. And the graveyard was filled with all these jump scare animatronics. Oh, it was great. They had an elevator, a fake elevator in this haunted attraction. It made you feel like you were going up or down. It was down in an elevator because when you got into the elevator, it filled up with balls. Amazing low-budget techno stuff. It was just an unbelievable experience. And it took about an hour to get through the experience. And it took hours to get into the experience, too. Oh, Boy, these are some of the best memories of my life, I would say. I remembered when I would, was going to move away from Bonnie and I thought, oh no, this is going to be so sad when I moved away from her house and I knew it wasn't going to be as easy just to come into the next room and go, let's go. Oh, how sad. And after I moved to San Diego... I went to a couple of, you know, there was a haunted hotel, which was interesting. It was recreating scenes from horror movies. Not as creative, but I think the draw for cinephiles was there. But what I want to say about all of this, it's kind of like amusement parks. My family knows how to ride a tilt-a-whirl ride. I learned when I was young from my older siblings how to lean and at what parts of the ride to lean to make your car twirl as much as possible using the physics of the, you know, centrifugal force. But over the last few years, it's been more difficult for me to even ride the tilt-a-whirl at a fair, let alone 
do all the machinations and movements to make it like the fastest ride on the planet. Aging does a lot to you. So it hurts your joints when you get older, if you have arthritis and you have to climb up all those stairs at haunted attractions, haunted attractions, it just kind of draws out some of the lifeblood of wanting to go. I even had this one experience. A friend came, said, do you want to get high before we go to this haunted attraction? Said yes. And he said, it's really strong pot. And I said, eh. We took that pot and it was like a out-of-body experience. And I'll never forget this. I feel so guilty to this day. This was 10, 15 years ago. But he didn't live in San Diego. But when we got back home, I was so paranoid from the experience that I told him he had to drive home. <laughs> in the middle of the night, and he could have just stayed on our couch, but I was paranoid of him too. And you know who you are. And I'm so sorry to this day. So I guess the point there is you do age out of these kinds of things. Um, it's just a, a strange part of growing older is trying to enjoy and be grateful for experiences that you have had without hanging on to them and being sad because they are no longer there. I think it's one of the biggest lessons to learn from life, right? Uh, we can't take it with us and we can't take people with us. And it's wonderful to be bonded to things and pets and people while you're here, but you have to learn a certain amount of detachment as you get older to make your road easier to travel. Just wanted to share some memories of my fabulous years of fabulous haunted attractions. We even used to rate them. So we would go to seven in one season and, and rate them and write about them. Oh my goodness. Such a great, great time. So if anybody young is listening, it's not a bad hobby to pick up going to haunted attractions and seeing what they can do to come up with new scares for you in a visceral experience. Also not a bad hobby, reading to become more enlightened about subjects. Please read about the Wiccan religion. You know, one of their tenets is if they hurt someone, that bad karma will come back on them sevenfold. So this idea that witches are evil and want to throw evil spells on you, and there is black magic, and, and you know, there is a faction of every religion that is extreme. But mainstream Wicca, they are good people who love nature. Thanks for listening. Keep thinking. And happy Samhain. Woo! 
She's got no lessons planned for me Because she's not that fancy She's a professor forever Professor